0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. I'm Joe and this is Matt from Ad Advance and Matt, I usually give the intro for all these
1: podcasts, but how about you do it today? You can take that off my off my plate. All right, I'll give it a shot. So today we're gonna to be discussing a few of our favorite strategies in the sponsored ad space, brand defense, in defense, and Conquesting. So Joe, just to lead things off, Tell us a little bit about brand defense.
0: Yeah. So, you know, overall, we've gone through sponsor products. We've gone through sponsor brands and we've gone through sponsor display. So how do you utilize all these different ad types together for these holistic strategies? So, so you're just going to redo that's, my intro. That's my intro kind of. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so overall for brand defense, like as we look at these high level strategies that we have, um, one is to protect your brand. Um, So you're defending your brand on Amazon. Um, As we know on Amazon, it's a very brand agnostic platform where each listing looks the same. And so trying to build out a strong brand presence can be really hard to do. And even once you've established your brand, now you actually have to defend it from people who are trying to steal sales from you. And so overall for brand defense, what we're trying to do is really own those spaces where when people search in your brand. They don't get led astray by other ads that go to another brand. And so it leads us to, uh, like before we even jump into the strategy and everything, it leads us to this like overarching question. So if somebody's searching for my brand, aren't they going to buy my product anyways? And why should I waste money on advertising? So Matt, what's your approach
1: to that? How do you typically respond to that? I would typically respond with, In most cases, it makes sense to still target your branded keywords. Key reason for that is top of search and sponsor brands, top of search. Those first few placements, those first few products in search results generate a massive amount of conversions and clicks. If you are not in those placements, you will lose market share. One of the fun kind of stats that Amazon emailed us recently was 40% of branded search in the health and personal care category led to a purchase of a different brand. So even though somebody was actively seeking out a certain brand, 40% of those people ended up buying a totally different one. So key thing with branded search is you're highly relevant for those placements. Your cost per click is likely to be less than that of your competition. You're likely to be served more of those impressions. You will generate a better return from those clicks than what your competition will, chances are your ACoS will be profitable. You will still make money on those sales. Even if you don't, chances are that means that you're, you have immense competition chasing after your brand. And so it can still make sense to target your own branded terms. Those conversions yeah. are just and so just, important.
0: And, and just to add on that too, a lot of people don't realize that there's ads on Amazon. And so it becomes really apparent, like when Matt and I are, if I'm telling like different relatives about what I do or different people that we meet on the street, and we say that we, we help sellers advertise on Amazon, they'll say, well, where the advertisements? And I've honestly had to walk multiple people through and say, do a search in Amazon. All right. You see that top listing? That's actually an ad that has the little sponsored text below it. And so a lot of people don't even realize that there are ads on Amazon and how that ties into brand defense is that if somebody searches for your brand, they may just click on that top spot, which is actually an ad. And from there, get drawn to purchase from a competitor. And so if you're not protecting your brand and owning those top spots, like sponsored products, top of search, you could be losing a lot of market share and losing that brand presence or that lifetime value of your customer um, to a competitor. Now, because somebody may purchase from them, not realize it, but then they might like the product and now stick with that brand going forward. So that's just another piece to keep in mind and why you see so many major brands like defending themselves on Amazon. So Matt, for like brand defense strategies and everything, walk me through how you would typically implement that.
1: Yeah, so starting with sponsored products, I would typically launch a brand defense campaign with an all product ad group, essentially. So every product under my brand, I would group within that ad group and make sure we have uh, branded exposure across the full product line within that campaign. I would typically use fixed bids in a high top of search setting. Key reason for that is I want to own those top placements. And even if there are only four top of search placements on page one, by advertising your full product line, you'll also be taking up like midway through down page one, bottom of search on page one and page two and beyond. So although we want to serve the product that's most likely to be purchased in those higher higher placements, uh, we also want the rest of your product lineup showing up in those sponsored placements throughout search. If you have like models and sublines to your product product mix, then I would recommend segmenting those into separate ad groups and choosing keywords that relate to those models. Uh, Don't make people search more than they need to to try and find your product. Pick those branded keywords most relevant to each model and make sure that they're siloed so that way if somebody searches them, they're looking for a specific product, you give them the best odds of finding it in the highest volume placement. Key thing there is you're not forcing customers to search all the way down page one and get exposure to a large number of competitor listings, potentially. Make it as convenient as as possible for somebody to purchase your product. So typically use fixed bids for a campaign bidding strategy, high bids, high top of search settings. On the sponsor brands front, watch out for broad match keywords if we're Coca-Cola and we're advertising Coca-Cola keywords and we choose broad match as our match type, we'll be served ads for Pepsi, for soda, for pop, just all sorts of keywords that are similar to the keyword that we input. So branded search with broad match and sponsor brands may not actually be branded search terms that match to that keyword. So use phrase match.
0: In the sponsor brands podcast, we actually called it the the super broad category, just because when you use broad match in sponsor brands, you can get such a broad range of different search terms that pop up.
1: Yeah. So I guess key takeaways would be bit aggressively, make sure that you're owning those top of search placements, and then make it as easy as possible for people to find the keyword or the product that they're looking for with your keyword mix. So don't be afraid to break out multiple ad groups by model and choose model specific or attribute specific branded keywords. Yeah. So overall for the
0: brand defense strategy, like key takeaways are one, we recommend really defending your brand. And the reason is that people are very likely to switch on Amazon and just maintaining that brand present is so big. If you look at Remember, Amazon is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. And so this is helping to really invest in the long-term establishment of your brand on Amazon. Since your products are gonna be highly relevant for your brand, and people are very likely to convert into sales when they're searching specifically for you. One, we tend to get these ads at a lot lower cost per click. Two, since they convert so well, we tend to get a very solid return in terms of ACoS and ROAS. And for those who are still skeptical that these ads may be cannibalizing some of the organic sales that you're driving what you can always do is do somewhat of a split test where you can turn these ads off for a while and then turn them back on and then look at the overall impact that you see on overall sales just one thing to keep in mind when you do that is that ads can also tie into organic rankings um it can also tie into how often you're showing up in your search results which ties back to the organic ranking side so some of the impacts from turning off those ads may not be seen for a while Um, and so that's what makes it harder to do these split tests but that's a way to test it but just remember that you could be losing some market share that your competitors are now getting because they're taking those top spots and many people don't even realize that those are ads overall. So Matt, anything else to add for brand defense? Or if not, we can kind of hop into ACE in defense too, which is one of my favorite strategies. Mine too. Yeah, let's pivot. Sounds good. So walk me through ACE in defense. So w- what is that? When do you use it? And then we can start walking through specifics on the how.
1: Sure, yeah. So ACE and defense is similar to brand defense in that your targets are related to your brand and that they're your own products. Ace and Defense is it's a cross-promotion strategy where you're using product targeting to advertise your products on your other products' product pages. So your products are your ads. As always, your targets are your ads, your other products. So key things with Ace and Defense, uh, a couple of the, the huge benefits is when a shopper clicks through and they're looking at your product page, they're blasted with all of your like your full catalog of products. When this happens, like the listing cohesion is it's just way more cohesive. Like It all strings together so nicely. It improves your brand awareness. Uh, visually, it's, it's a lot more striking. The key thing, though, is you're pushing competition off of your page. When people scroll through that carousel of related products, they're finding the rest of your catalog. Uh, if somebody clicks through and they're not ready to purchase your product, then we give them other options to purchase that aren't your competition so they've already demonstrated an interest in the product that's why they clicked through they're not ready to make that final step click through buy now make the purchase let's give them other viable options from your catalog so we don't lose that sale to somebody else
0: yeah Um, so so for this strategy some prereqs that you need to have in place so one you have to have multiple products. Um, it has to be multiple parent listings too. So it can't just be like a lot of variations under a single parent listing. So we want to have a lot of other products. And then ideally, we want them to be in the same category. So say if I'm selling sports equipment and I sell running gear, like I, I want to have all this comparable products for running gear ideally, but you don't necessarily need them. And so essentially what we're trying to do is when somebody's on your product page. All they see are ads for your other products and they don't see ads for your competitors. And so how this plays out, it can be in a couple different ways. So one, let's say they go to my product detail page and they're scrolling through and all they're seeing are ads to my other products. Well, I have much less temptation to like click off of your product listing and go to somebody else's page. And so what we see is that This can help improve overall conversion rate. And as we've covered before, conversion rate is so key in terms of ad stats, in terms of organic rankings. It is like the one key factor. If we had to focus on one key metric, it always comes back to conversion rate. So overall, it can help increase your conversion rate, but let's say they go to your product detail page and then they say, you know, this product isn't exactly what I'm looking for, but then they see an ad for another one of your products. So they click on that, now they're already familiar with their brand because they were just on your original product listing. And so we tend to see great conversion rates when somebody clicks to these other products that they have. And again, once they get to that other product page, we're using an ace and defense strategy so they're not seeing your competitors. And so really, it's trying to give people less of a chance to go to competitors' pages and really own that space with your ads overall.
1: Totally. So, There's a lot of fun stuff you can do with these too, the ways you can structure them. Like one of the tactics that works really well is to advertise your hero products more aggressively on all of your other product pages. So that way they're always presented with your most compelling offer. If they're not ready to complete the purchase for the ASIN that they're looking at, they're presented with a really enticing, strong offering. Otherwise, you can use market basket approaches where, let's say you're selling pencils and pencil sharpeners you could advertise the sharpeners on the pencil pages so that way you increase brand awareness and increase the potential of getting uh, multi-product orders and yeah of course substitutes are typically the best converters too so you know advertising pencils on your other pencil offerings pages uh just to give them other outlets for what they're originally looking for it, it works really well high conversion rates and good returns
0: sure And so overall results that we tend to see for these is that since you're advertising your other products on your original product listing page, they tend to have higher relevancy, which means that we can get these placements at a lower cost per click. We also see higher conversion rates once they click, because if they click off onto another product page, they've already been on your original product and they're already familiar with their brand and they tend to convert at a higher rate. So when we have high relevancy and a high conversion rate, What that tends to mean is that we can get a low ACOS or a low ROAS from this strategy too. So not only are you pushing competitors off your pages, but you're also getting a great return from your ads and giving them another option to purchase from you, um, where if that original product didn't completely meet what they were looking for, now maybe some of your other products do. So Matt, for like implementing these, like kind of walk us through how you would implement an ACE and defense strategy through the different ad types.
1: Sure. Yeah. So Ace and Defense, it works for all three sponsored ad types. So sponsored products, you can split out your Ace and Defense campaigns into multiple ad groups. So you could use that hero product approach. You could use that market basket or complement approach. The core strategy will be bundling substitute products together within your ad groups and within your targeting mix. So you're presenting pencils with pencils and pens with pens as far as structure. You can bid aggressively for these because they do convert very well and because the goal is to also push out competition. So typically, Ace and Defense, this, this strategy produces a very low ACOS, a profitable ACOS for the vast majority of campaigns that we set up. On the sponsor brands front, you can use Ace and Defense. And as far as structuring those, it's not as important because The ad placement is just going to show brands related to this item and it'll show your brand and redirect back to a storefront in most cases. So structure not as important for sponsored brands. For sponsored display, we talked about this in our previous episode, you're going to want to mirror your sponsored product strategy. So build out your sponsored display campaigns exactly the same way that you built out your sponsored products campaigns. I don't know if I said that backwards. Your SD campaigns should mirror your sponsored product campaigns. So just build out the sponsored product ones first, copy it over to to SD since they'll be identical approaches.
0: Yeah. So overall, it's really cool when this strategy is firing on all cylinders, because what we'll do is you can go to a product detail page. And as I scroll through, the first ads that I see are going to be sponsored display right below the buy box and the description. And so I see my other products there. Okay, so that's cool. I go down a little bit further and I see the sponsored products carousel. And that's completely owned by all my other products and not my competitors. And then I go down further and I see brands related to my search. And I could see certain branded ads. Maybe that doesn't work. So like sponsored brands, walk me through that. So how does sponsored brands show up in the ACE and
1: defense strategy? It typically just shows like the brand logo and uh, sure. it'll say like brands related to this item. Typically there are three brands listed, so yeah. you're not going to be able to push out all competition in that one spot, but you'll take up one of those placements. Yeah. They're not high volume in most cases, but might as well It re- redirects back to your storefront so they can see your full catalog if they weren't ready to convert for that product.
0: Thanks for reaffirming. I second guessed myself as I was talking through that. So (laughs) yeah, so you you get the sponsor display side, you get the sponsor product side, you get the sponsor brand side. And so you're giving them so many more opportunities to really stick with your brand, stick with your products and push out the competition. And where this looks really cool is if you have consistent packaging or branding for your products, now it just looks like this cohesive product detail page like something you could design on your own website where it's like okay i can see the brand and i see all their other products it's almost like they're visiting your storefront within your product detail page which gives quite an edge so i mean matt we've had some cool cases where it's like some people that have really strong brand presence and you just scroll through and it's it's like the most fulfilling thing to see all these other ads
1: popping up for it that's all related to the brand itself yeah and when you see that, it sticks with you, so even if you don't click through on another ad or complete the purchase, if you were to just exit your browser, like I feel like the odds of uh recalling that brand increase so much it's it's a really good brand awareness approach too,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, so in this episode what we covered is brand defense and ASIN and defense. Um, coming up in future episodes we can get into other strategies. So we've been talking about a lot about like defending our listing or our brand. But now what we want to focus on is like sales expansion or market share expansion. So strategies like conquesting we can talk about in future episodes and then Right now, we've been focused on the sponsored ad types, but then we can begin to build up with DSP2, which is just this fourth major type that we can utilize in all these different strategies. So overall, for brand defense, our approach is to make sure advertise for your brand. And then for ASIN defense, if you've got those comparable products, make sure that you're also advertising on your other product detail pages to push off the competition and give your customers another opportunity to purchase from you. So
1: Matt, before we wrap up, I guess any other key points you want to add? That's it. Get after it. They're not too difficult to set up. They produce great returns. They defend your brand. No reason not to get started with them today.
0: Sounds good. Yep. So overall, thanks for joining this episode. And we'll see you on the next episode where we talk through some of these sales expansion strategies.